Hello and welcome to episode 404 of the official EstablishTheRun.com podcast. My name is Adam Levitan. I am back for another edition of Market Monday and August 1st edition. Drafting month, drafting season is upon us. This show is designed to get you up to speed very quickly on recent average draft position, aka ADP movement in the fantasy football market. In the show notes, you can find a free link to the charts and the full article on this topic from ETR Director of Analytics and the man behind all this, Michael Leone. If you are the type of person listening to this podcast, listening to a fantasy football market update podcast right now, you should be putting your knowledge to work at Underdog Fantasy. Promo code ETR will get you up to $100 in free entries. And remember, they have a $2 million to first fantasy tournament going on right now on a $25 buy-in. Absolutely insane stuff. That's promo code ETR for up to $100 in entries at Underdog Fantasy. All right, let's begin with the biggest fallers from the last seven days in ADP. Biggest faller, one of the biggest fallers has been Russell Gage, down 18 spots. Meanwhile, Julio Jones is up 50 spots. Chris Godwin up five spots. Of course, all this stems from the wild day the Bucks had last week. And the same day Chris Godwin, coming off an ACL tear, did not open camp on the PUP list. That same day they signed Julio Jones. Let me start with the Godwin stuff here. I, I want to be clear. That starting on PU, that starting, not starting on the PUP list does not mean that Chris Godwin will be ready for week one. In fact, I would still be pretty surprised if Chris Godwin was cleared for week one. We're talking about an ACL tear surgery in January, aka seven months ago. We're also talking about a player the Bucs just gave 40 million guaranteed to. There's literally no reason to rush him. Like Godwin's personal team and the Bucs, neither of them have any incentive to rush Chris Godwin back. But still, it's a really good sign that he's out there working out, you know, at least at camp. And if he comes back right, if he comes back at 100%, I mean, this dude is so good, you know, shout out Penn State. And I think we have to leave open at least the possibility that historical data on AD, on ACL tears can change. I, when I first started doing this fantasy football thing, you know, 20 years ago, ACL tears were literally career threatening. Then after a while, the norm became. A year, you know, it wasn't career threatening. Guys would come back in a year. And then the norm became nine to 10 months. So I don't think it's crazy to say that we're going to keep progressing. And now it's maybe eight months or eight and a half months. And I know that Chris Godwin is a real good dude and a hard worker. You know, wouldn't shock me at all if he gets back at the highest possible end of the spectrum. So in leagues where I can afford to be without Chris Godwin for maybe the first month, aka deep benches, soft opponents, Best ball tournaments, I'm fine taking Godwin in that mid to high 50s range. As for Julio Jones, you know, as I mentioned, he's up 50 spots to 139th overall on underdog. It's tough, man. You know, we're, we're roughly in line with ADP right now in our rankings in that 130s range. The problem for me is that Julio Jones is 33 years old. Tom Brady is 44 years old. Godwin, as I mentioned, could be back sooner than expected. Mike Evans is a straight baller. Russ Gage is underrated. Tom Brady has a pretty high throw rate at running backs. It's just a big parlay on Julio. And it pains me to be like even a little bit bearish on Julio because I've been one of his biggest fans throughout his career. Always loved drafting and playing him. But I think his ADP is going to keep climbing here. And if it gets towards that 110, 115 range, I'm probably going to pass. It's just incredibly rare for a 33-year-old wide receiver to be seriously productive, you know, like almost impossible. All right, second follower is Jamison Crowder. Jamison Crowder is down 14 spots 
Meanwhile, Isaiah McKenzie is up 29 spots. So Jameson Crowder was banged up, uh, did not practice for much of the first week of camp. Meanwhile, in the first week of camp, Isaiah McKenzie has been absolutely on fire. Like if you read this athletic article from the Bills that came out Monday morning, I mean, McKenzie it looks like Jerry Rice out there, according to all reports. So we've seen this massive flip in ADP. And honestly, I haven't had much of a take here all offseason. The contract that they gave Isaiah McKenzie was pathetic, but I really do think the guy can play when given opportunity. And Jamison Crowder, I still think, can play. You know, he's still 29. But what if what if they end up canceling each other out? Like, what if they both get slot snaps? And then we add in more running back targets through James Cook. Maybe OJ Howard shows up when they get a few more tight end targets. And maybe it's a bigger year for Steph Diggs this year in terms of target share. So look, McKenzie's absolutely cooking right now. And, and he's the younger player. And I prefer him, especially while his ADP is in the 170s. Like, I'll be taking Isaiah McKenzie in the 170s. I, I just, I'm careful of getting too, too high on this situation as it's certainly possible that when Crowder gets back in camp, they'll start canceling each other out a bit more. Last follower I want to mention is Gus Edwards. Gus Edwards is down 14 spots on FFPC. There's been so many mixed reports on the Baltimore stuff. I think I've made myself very clear on my J.K. Dobbins take. You can listen to some recent pods for more on him. And now we get a report on Sunday from Jamison Hensley, a longtime Ravens reporter for ESPN. He wrote that J.K. Dobbins is actually ahead of Gus in their knee rehabs. And look, I think Gus is a fine player, but he's no J.K. Dobbins. And the Ravens know that. So Gus has been an easy pass for me as a player who will not catch passes, you know, is the beta back in a committee. I just struggle to see the ceiling unless J.K. Dobbins is actually out. All right, let's get to the risers. Romeo Dubes is up 15 spots to 199th overall. If you head to YouTube, we just put a video out on guys I'm fading this year. It won't be drafting at their ADP. And so you can get my take on Christian Watson there. But it's safe to say I don't have very high hopes for Christian Watson. And I also don't think that Sammy Watkins is that dude. And it doesn't seem like Will Fuller is going to Green Bay or, or if he goes anywhere at all. I'd actually say, and I can't believe I'm saying this because it makes me want to puke, but I think Randall Cobb at an ADP of 212 might be my favorite Packers wide receiver at cost. You know, like Alan Lazard at 76th overall is not for me. But Dubes at 199th overall, I mean, I am still buying that and had a big first week of camp for what that's worth. Amico and a lot of the prospect guys that I trust did like dudes coming out of Nevada. Round four draft capital is not great. And I think people overrate these guys and who are drafted in round four, round five, of the actual NFL draft and have big camps or whatever, or generate buzz, you know? So round four is not great, but the Packers are so desperate that dudes at 199th overall, I'm in on that. Second riser, Ramondre Stevenson is up seven spots on our log now to 98th overall. And, and honestly, I'm tired, a bit tired of talking about Ramondre Stevenson. Hopefully you've been drafting the crap out of him the last two months as we've been talking about all his paths to a big year. I still think Damian Harris is the starter, but Ramondre clearly has a shot at making that an even timeshare and being the passing down work. So, you know, I, he's getting to a spot now here where it gives me some pause. You know, I'll take him around that 100th overall mark, 98th overall mark, but I'm not going to go too, too much higher. Um, you know, just kind of cash in the closing, closing line value that we got and move on from there. Michael Thomas is up 11 spots on underdog to 71st overall. I, I don't really get this one. I know I talked about him 
last week, so, but I thought it was important to hit on him again just because I really don't get it. There's been no real news, but we have a player who has missed two years with an ankle injury and still isn't 100%, is facing more target competition now from Chris Olave, from Jarvis Landry. At 29 years old now, he's had a massive downgrade in quarterback play, you know, a massive downgrade, especially for his style, whereas Drew Brees had that very accurate, safe style, which fits with the quick slants and the quick outs. Jameis wants to push the ball down the field more. So another one that you can head to YouTube for more, did a short video, as I mentioned, about players I'm avoiding at ADP. Last risers are two rookies. George Pickens is up 17 spots, and Wandale Robinson is up 36 spots on NFFC. You know, the, these rookies get hype, but they were being drafted so low that they can have huge moves in ADP. And I think Wandale is actually locked into three wide receiver sets next to Kenny Galladay and Kadarius Toney on the Giants. And Wendell has round two draft capital. He has Brian Dable on his side. You know, Darius Slayton's likely to be cut or traded. Sterling Shepard does not appear close to ready. It's so easy to get Danny Dimes, Wendell stacks in best ball. I, I do it so much, probably too much, to be honest. But, uh, you know, because honestly, like, if we're being honest, like, there's significant risk here. You know, Wendell is tiny and Daniel Jones could just be flat out bad. But I do think that the upside is there, especially at cost. Even with Wendell up a lot in ADP, I still think the upside is there. Pickens is another rookie who's lighting up camp, as I mentioned, up 17 spots on NFFC. He has round two draft capital also. And I think if it wasn't for injury that he sustained in college, he would have been around one pick for sure. So now that we know George Pickens is healthy, yeah, I mean, at 167th overall, I'm in on George Pickens flyers. All right. As for what I'm watching in this week upcoming, obviously it's the Brown stuff. Deshaun Watson was suspended for six games. I'd encourage everyone to go to establishtherun.com. Obviously, we updated all our rankings, but as we always try to do in big spots like this, we try to give context around the rankings also. And so Jack wrote an article about how to handle Deshaun Watson. It's very different depending on how big your bench is. Is it best ball or is it managed? Is it a large field tournament where all the money is late in the year or is it more balanced? And so Jack wrote an article about that. I'd encourage everyone to head to the site to check that out. Obviously, other Browns are going to be affected. David Bell was already down nine spots due to his foot injury. Donovan Peoples-Jones was already up 10 spots as it looks really likely he'll open the season in two wide receiver sets. So we're watching Amari Cooper stuff. We're watching Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, et cetera. We'll talk about that next week on Market Monday. So for Leone, for Jerry, I am Adam. Don't forget to get the draft kit. Good luck. Everybody.